Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here and I'm blessed and grateful to be sitting with KK Singh today. KK is very well known in the multifamily investing space. So I'm looking forward to introducing you to KK if you haven't heard of him before. He's an awesome guy. He's an amazingly well-rounded real estate investor, entrepreneur, and highly adaptable individual, an immigrant uh, to this country many years ago. So looking forward to dying, uh, diving, not dying. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to dying right now yet, uh, but I'm looking forward to diving into this conversation with KK. But before we do that, of course, I wanna ask you the question that I always ask, are you ready to take it to another level? Let's get in that mindset. Let's get into that state, that story, that strategy, you know, those standards of greatness today. So let's take it to another level. I invite you to do that with me today. And I want to welcome you back to the show where we sit down for mind expanding conversations with influential authorities in real estate, as well as top experts in other industries and disciplines. This is for leaders, entrepreneurs, real estate investors who have a burning desire for the extraordinary. It is our mission to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. And again, beyond, that's the most important part, right? Real estate is the vehicle. It's about investing in yourself. It's about investing in your own constant and never ending improvement. It's about giving that to others. It's about being a leader. It's about stepping into the highest version of yourself and using that momentum to continue to push that bar, to continue to push the limits of what you know you may have considered for yourself previously. So it's about distilling the mindset, the habits, routines, systems, tools, strategies, and so much more from those like KK who are elevating to a life without limits so that you can do the same or even more for yourself. This is a masterclass for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through personal growth, real estate investing, other ventures, and most importantly, and ultimately in their lives. And um, if you are enjoying the show, we would certainly invite you to subscribe to the show if you haven't done so already. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Uh, certainly appreciate that. And uh, we're going to continue to bring the heat here. So if you also get 15 seconds, we invite you right now to pause the show, go give us a five-star review, uh, leave us some feedback of what are you applying? What are you learning right now? What are you applying to your business, to your life? to Elevate to a Life Without Limits. And uh, also, we invite you to check out elevatepod.com for a ton of additional resources. If you want the entire library, show content, all the show notes, books, you name it. I mean, videos, you name it. We have everything there. It's an awesome website. Go check that out, elevatepod.com. Of course, check us out on Facebook community page, Elevate Podcast Community. Expand the discussion with the tribe build relationships with the people in the community. And we're going to continue to grow that. We'll place a ton of focus on that uh, this year as we continue to grow. Um, also, I invite you to go ahead and share this with a friend because guess what? It's 100% free. The only fee that we ask you to pay is to share this, you know, refers to someone else, just like any other small business. It's uh, if you're finding value from this, we would be grateful if you just told one additional person uh, about this podcast. And, um, you know, if you've already done that uh, thus far, we certainly appreciate that. And I'd be grateful if you did it again, because that would be the uh, the fee and the gratitude that I have for you uh, is that you would continue to share this. So um, with all that said, I do have one other announcement to make is that 
if you go to cfcapllc.com, again, cfcapllc.com, that's CF Capital's website, we have a brand new ebook that uh, we're giving out for free, 100% free as well. It is phenomenal. I want to tell you that our team has put together some amazing, amazing stuff in this. It is the, it's called the bottom line, the 10 ways to increase cash flow on an apartment complex. So go to cfcapllc.com and that will be yours. Uh, you will see exactly what you need to do. All you need to do is just sign up, sign up for your email. You'll be delivered the PDF of that ebook, which I think is highly actionable. Uh, for your business immediately if you're a real estate investor or you want to get more educated on how you can be you know, a highly effective real estate investor so that you can use that vehicle towards creating more outcomes and better outcomes in your life, then I highly recommend uh, you to go download that as an education piece, as something that you can put in your tool belt uh, to go ahead and apply to your business immediately. So with all the uh, housekeeping stuff, uh, I'm going to make sure that I don't die here. We're going to dive into a phenomenal episode with KK Singh. So KK is the he is a for, he is a Microsoft certified system engineer turned successful entrepreneur. He is an active and passive investor in several multifamily properties in several different states with multiple sponsors and owns 40 single family ho- houses and eight gas stations a laundromat, and a conference and reception center in Northeast Indiana. He's an experienced president with a demonstrated history of working in the retail industry. He's skilled in negotiation, management, customer service, account management, sales, and he is, of course, as we mentioned, a real estate investor. He's got a strong business development professional uh, background with a Bachelor of Arts focused on computer science from the Government College of Chandigra. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. So uh, with all that said, I hope you really enjoy this fun and insightful conversation with KK Singh. KK, welcome to the show, sir. How are you? Good. I'm doing good. And thank you very much for having me, Tyler. Well, it's my pleasure. And uh, we were just talking actually before the show. I think both of us didn't realize it, but we have known each other for several years. And we met each other at a live event in the multifamily space. And and we're recalling that. It's funny how much we actually remembered about that. But how have you been and what's been going on with you over the past few years? It's been pretty good. And since we met last time uh, in, in the event you're describing, I have picked up a lot and I started doing a lot of stuff. And actually, I got fired up. (laughs) (laughs) You got fired up. So tell me about that. What do you mean by fired up? You got inspired for something great or what happened? Well, uh, before that event, I was investing passively uh, with other investors. So at that time, uh, I actually, in three days, I made up my mind that I'm going to go as an active partner rather than just uh, investing my money. So before that, I was just focused on tax savings. So because I was, I had gas station business and everything. So I was paying a lot of taxes and uh, I was finding, always finding a way to save money on taxes. So that was a good strategy. So I had, I think, invested on three or four deals before that event. Okay. Okay. No, that makes sense. And I I love seeing the shift there, right? There's always an opportunity for adaptation and growth. Um, And I want to dive in a little bit deeper into that. But before we do that, just tell us a little bit more about who is KK Singh behind the bio. 
Okay, my name is actually Krishan Singh. So KK is my American name. <laughs> so uh, I live in Fort Wayne. I have been here 20 years. And uh, I have been in the gas station business all this 20 years since I have been here. And uh, in 2014, somebody offered me a portfolio of 40 single family houses. And uh, I had no idea what real estate is other than the gas station real estate. So I didn't know how to manage that. And But he was a very respected old person in our community and I trusted him so much. And he said, I will teach you everything. It's a good business to be in, let's dive in. <laughs> so I, I took 24 hours and uh, to make up my mind, discussed with my nephews, my partner as well. And uh, I, I said, yes. And without hiring an attorney, we bought that 40 uh, single family houses in about a month. We closed them in about a month. Wow. So that was our first jump in the real estate space. So you are, I mean, one of the things that I'm just like really observing about you right now is that you're just an action taker, you know, just talking about what we were talking about. We met three years ago at the live event and you made this decision and it's the same as it relates to the single family house portfolio. You're an action taker. So where do you think that comes from? I think I have something in, in me already, even while I was in India before I came here. So I always like to take actions because if, if you are staying within your comfort zone, you can do anything. You can have a bunch of knowledge. I'm, I'm, I talk to a lot of people who have more knowledge than I do, but they never took action. So unless you take action, it is hard. And the other thing was because I had been already in the business so I had a kind of a mindset. I had bought eight gas station. I had built a, a, a laundromat from ground up. I had done some other things as well in the business. So I, I was pretty confident what I do. And honestly, I have not failed in any business I have done in my life. Wow. So what do you think separates the mindset of the most successful real estate investors versus those who do have failures or perhaps those who maybe, you know, don't make it long term in the business? What's that mindset separation that you would observe? What I think is, uh, as we talked before uh, the show started, 80 uh, percent is just the mindset. It's not just with the real estate, with any kind of entrepreneur. So it's only 20% that you have to learn that business and apply, but 80% is so, uh, I'm in several businesses. I, I have a gas station, I have a laundromat, I have a car wash, I have a banquet hall, because 80% of that stuff is just business. It's not a gas station, it's not a laundromat. So only you have, you have employees in all the businesses, you have the real estate in all the businesses. So you're dealing with everything the same. So it doesn't matter what business you are in. It's just that 20%, the rest of the 80% is just this business. So is it 80%? So the, if 80% of your success is due to the mindset, 
if we were to dive into that, is it just the belief that you will be successful or that you'll do whatever it takes to overcome challenges? Or if you were to dive a little bit deeper into that mindset, what does that look like? I have, Tyler, been through some hard times as well. I lost my job about nine months after I came to America. I had spent all my money that I brought. I, I And my wife wanted me to go back to India after nine months. I said, I'm not going back. I'm going to stay here and start all over again. So I started in the gas station business. I partnered with a friend of mine for uh, getting a 30% share. And two of us, actually, my nephew and me, we bought a th- got a 30% share in that gas station. And after six months, the lease on that gas station expired. So we were again back on the street, finding something to do. I didn't want to go back to the W-2 job. So, and that was all in Indianapolis. So we found a business here in Fort Wayne, which was downtown, small little gas station, run down. And it looked like a scary neighborhood at that time. And, uh, but I brought my nep- uh, my cousin from India. He partnered with me in the gas station business uh, 50-50. And we took around that gas station uh, after I we lost the lease on the gas station in Indianapolis and started from that little gas station, which finally be- came out to be a gold mine. And I still have that gas station over after 20 years. And we we just renovated the gas station. We put a new laundromat. We cleaned it up. And uh, and that's that's from where I grew up. Hey, guys, just a quick word from our sponsor. And we'll be right back to the show. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital. And you know how much I love real estate and how it can be a vehicle towards creating any outcome that you want in your life, which is really why we created CF Capital, a real estate investment firm that focuses on acquiring and operating multifamily assets that provide stable cash flow, capital appreciation, and a margin of safety for our investors, for our partners, and for the people that we serve. Our team leverages its expertise in acquisitions and management to provide investors like you with superior risk-adjusted returns while placing a premium on preserving capital. Our mission is to provide property investment and asset management solutions to help investors maximize their returns by investing in high-value multifamily communities. Our philosophy is that we can elevate communities together through this process. And I wanna invite you to go check out cfcapllc.com because we have a free ebook that's called the bottom line, the 10 ways to increase cash flow in an apartment complex. And I want to tell you that this is a value packed ebook. So I want to want to invite you to go check that out right now at cfcapllc.com. I think you're going to get a ton of value just from reading this, whether you apply it to your own business or whether you educate yourself further on what it would look like if you invested with CF Capital. So go check that out at cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com and enjoy the rest of the show. So you lost your job, which was perhaps a seed for a greater blessing, right? Which pushed yep. you in the in the world of being an entrepreneur in the land of opportunity, right? In America. And you found, you know, an opportunity to get into the gas station business. Did you know anything about gas stations when you got started there? Or did you just have to learn it on the fly? Well, I worked for um, them about four months. You worked for them? For them, for okay. four months. 
at $5.15, that, that time it was the state minimum, $5.15 an hour, and work 12 hours a day, almost every, every day almost. So I had to work hard. And I had, I had I my wife and then I had three kids to take care of. Wow. So did you have the foresight that you were doing that as an apprenticeship to one day become the owner? Or were you just like, let's solve the problem of we got to pay the bills and this is the best way to do it? Or how was the, what, were, what was your thinking? Well, at that time, I had no option. My friend offered that you come with us and, and I started working. He said, I will give you a share in the gas station and uh, which he did after four months of working with them. And he did give, and I did the same thing. All my partners are my employees. Oh, wow. All my partners are my previous employees. So I did the same thing to others as well. That's great. And uh, what, a, what an amazing thought process too, because you know if you can create equity through hard work, through creativity, through resourcefulness, being a problem solver, you know, what type of opportunities can you create? And so let's fast forward a bit. I mean, as you've continued to reinvent yourself, not only as an entrepreneur, but as an investor, navigating not only gas stations, building a portfolio of gas stations, then acquiring single family portfolios, now even acquiring, you know, large multifamily assets with other partners, um, you know, in building up syndications, you know, how have you continued to navigate and how do you continue to, you know, really elevate as a leader in all of these different spaces? Uh, Tyler, I think any business, you, if you have partners, you can go further. It's a, any business. So with all my gas stations, uh, my, I have my partners, I am, I'm daily spending some time to uh, oversee those businesses, call their check the banks, tank the ATMs, do do stuff what I need to do every day and call my partners if I or they can call me anytime. So I, I still do that, but I'm built up a system by helping some of my employees and family just so that they can have a business so so that we can grow together. Talk to me about maximizing partnerships, right? Because, you know, you seem like a, an individual who, you know, is easy to work with, enjoyable to work with, which is obviously, I would imagine, one component, building that rapport, building the personal relationship. But, you know, beyond a couple of things that I would, I would just add to this conversation, you know, I see it's like, let's separate our ego, right? I think that would be important. Let's also identify roles and responsibilities. Let's get crystal clear on how we're both, you know, leveraging the partnership, how we're both maximizing. But is there anything else that you would add in terms of making sure that you're maximizing a partnership and making, you know, the best decisions together? Well, in my, uh, throughout my career, whether it's a single family, I have always, always had partners. The only business I had by myself was my laundromat. So, and even that, I gave a 25% to my daughter. <laughs> so I, I don't have any business that is by myself. So I have, I think success is in unity. Mm. So I have always, always tried to help others and grow, grow together rather than just building my empire and having everyone as employees. I have never thought because I think uh, 
when when it comes to the partnership it works a lot better than being a boss and a and an employee even you pay a lot but once you have that partnership whether this is multifamily we have like a 1% 1.5% in some properties but it looks like that property behind me is my own property mm-hmm. whether i am a 1% 2% or 4% partner in that property but if i if i get paid for doing some stuff on that property or a gas station i would never think that okay this is my business right right and you know it's beautiful i love i love that phrase success is in unity and you and I recognized actually earlier that we are actually partners in a deal as well. Yes. And it's a beautiful thing because it, it, it success is in unity. And, you know, it is about, it's about giving more value so that all, you know, the, the rising tide can lift all ships. Um, so talk to me about as you continue to navigate sort of a continuous changing landscape, obviously, you know, with, with the thought process of having success in unity with your partners, you know, communicating with each other, sharing best practices, navigating challenges together. I mean, how are you best maximizing the opportunities in the current and, you know, near future environment? Before I partner with anyone, I have a list of questions. I have a list of answers. So I write down everything before we start. So once you have everything in writing, whether you don't, have, I mean, legal stuff is legal stuff, but there are a lot of things that is not legal, written in your operating agreements or, or elsewhere. So I always prepare my own questions, answers, and have, have those answered and that way, we are on the same page. So if something comes up later on, three years down the road, four years down the road, we have something to refer to. Hey, so for example, if I want to say, I want to sell my share, I want to sell my share in this gas station to Tyler. And my partner can come and say, hey, we have written this paper. And at that time, you told me that uh, you'll be offering first to me. I have Mm -hmm. the first right of refusal. So I always try to be, and I, I, I'm not greedy either. So it's not all about myself. They, and my friends, the, my, all my partners are my friends and my family. So those, their kids are my kids too. So I, I have a kind of a family relationship rather than just a partnership. Is there any uh, creative partnership structures that you've found that have been unique that you've uh, endeavored in? Not really, but um, I mean, if you if you have terms and conditions up front rather than creating the terms later on, that works longer. And I have had my partners for twenty years. Yeah. So clearly you know, outlining the expectations as you go into the partnership so that there's no ambiguity. Everybody's on the same page. It's written, it's agreed to so that you can just refer back, remove emotions, right? Remove emotions because- Remove the emotions. So refer to a paper, hey, you have a copy. And I use Evernote. Mm. So I have have, uh, all the papers, whether it's uh, just a um, note or it's a napkin note. I just scan everything. I scan, keep scanning everything with my phone into an Evernote. Mm. So I always can go find 
some documents if we wrote and i have i have been benefited by that a lot taking rather than taking notes or i, I do take notes but everything goes into my evernote i love that so even if i take notes on my ipad and after i save it goes directly into my evernote so everything is everything in my life whether it's personal or business is in evernote and i can always refer that to and i have a lot of time in my business dealings or something people think oh he might have forgotten we we were at a lunch meeting and we only wrote on the napkin some things but, but i go back and show them hey it's <laughs> i've got a copy of it this is your handwriting <laughs> that's amazing what other yeah. tools do, are you really fond of and that help you maximize your output if you're managing so many different partnerships so many different properties and businesses what other tools are you fond of well we we use uh, slack a lot mm-hmm. uh, mostly i i use common tools because all my partners are not very computer savvy <laughs> so i i i use outlook a lot for mm-hmm. my meetings timings and every everything for my schedules so i i use that a lot mm-hmm. because i'm i'm a microsoft certified system engineer yes so i i am very computer savvy and i do a lot of stuff with the computers only and but I, I use a lot of tools as well. I, I use, use Calendly for my scheduling. I, I use uh, Messenger a lot. I use text. I, I can do anything. I can do anything. <laughs> Email, text, whichever way people want to connect with me, I use it. I use social media a lot. Mm-hmm. Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter. I use everything. Yeah, no, you do a great job. And and I love how you combine not only, you know, technology and innovation with also simplicity at the same time, as you mentioned, it's like, let's, you know, we use the, the you know, Outlook tool as well. Like, just keep it simple. It's we don't simple. have to overdo it. Um, but tell me about, you know, your company is Grow Rich Capital. Tell me about that. And where did you come up with the name? Uh, I have a guess perhaps of where it came from, but I would, I'd love to hear that from you. I think you're right. <laughs> okay. You're right. we uh, the event we were you remember it was rod's event and yep. rod gave us uh, a think grow rich capital that's it a book i read that book and i said okay i'm thinking already but <laughs> i need to grow rich so <laughs> i named it uh, think uh, and i named it grow rich capital I love that. I love that. So we've we've got the think part, but now let's grow. Let's actually put it into action. So tell me about that. I mean, when you when you did read that book, we're talking about Think and Grow Rich, which is a book that's been transformational for so many people, myself included. I mean, what really stood out to you? And have you read the book multiple times? No, actually, it is my own schedule again to read it. I read it once that three years ago. Mm-hmm. and i have a new version it's sitting on my desk but i haven't got a chance to read it again mm-hmm. but it's a total mind change so paradigm yeah so it's a it's a total mind change and it is one of my favorite books and i want to read it several times not just i have read it once though and but i have it i've taken it out again and i have got a new version now so i'll be i'll be reading that again but so, all i these two books um, i know you you're going to ask me later on but <laughs> i'm going to tell you now 
these two two or three books have changed my life miracle morning by hal uh, i don't know how to hal elrod hal elrod think grow rich capital oh not capital think <laughs> grow rich by napoleon hill and rich dad poor dad by robert kiyosaki yes absolutely and i have had my even son read that book <laughs> Yeah, I think it's important to have, you know, all of the people that are important to us read those three books. And uh, thank you for sharing that. And I'm going to even probably a little bit later, I might push you further on some books because it's all about learning. It's about applying new principles. But tell me, you know, you talked about like one example, obviously, Miracle Morning is being an impactful book. And, you know, a lot of what he talks about there is instilling habits. It's instilling conscious habits into how you begin your day on a consistent basis. Are there any habits, you know, whether it, it is related to your morning ritual or otherwise that have been important for you as you've continued to grow and compound and expand your business? Yes, I, I did. Um, I, actually, I have been doing this even before I read that book. But for my Facebook group, uh, you know, I have a uh, 10x multifamily investment group. So to do that, to motivate other members, I did a, a few months ago, I, during this COVID thing, I have been home and I thought of, I had a, a idea in my mind to do it again, all over again. So this summer I did continuously for 21 days, the miracle morning, and I, I, I decided to post it on uh, LinkedIn and Facebook every morning before eight o'clock or eight o'clock. And sometimes I have been like doing it eight, 10, <laughs> <laughs> but I have been doing that kind of th things all my life. I have been holding myself accountable. I have some apps on my, um, on, on my phone as well that help me hold account accountable and I share with my family. I share with my son and my daughter so that they get motivated as well. So whenever we do thing, it's a habit share. That app is named habit share. So okay. if I go to gym, I click, if, if I don't go to gym and my daughter calls me, dad, you didn't go to gym today. <laughs> you, or <laughs> out of these five things, you did only three today. Mm. Or if they don't do it, I, I call them and say, Hey, you didn't do it. <laughs> I like that. that. So that creates a little bit of accountability within accountability your and habits. And because, and, and I, I'm not going to gym now because of the COVID, but I do my daily exercises at home. Mm -hmm. But um, I, when I was going to um, the gym every day, so I, I had a, a Apple watch, which had a, like a um, app on it, health app. You probably know that. So I was making sure that all the three goes around. Yes. So if, if they don't go around, I would go on the stairs from <laughs> basement to the first floor and 10, 15 times unless they all go. And I was doing that at least five days a week. Mm -hmm. So I was making sure. So I, I set up goals for myself. I write my goals. I have a vision board and all that kind of stuff. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a brief time out from this show, this incredibly mind expanding discussion to speak to the high achievers, the high performers. I wanted to speak to those who have a burning desire to go to the next level and beyond. First of all, I hear you and I see you. When I got started as a real estate entrepreneur, fresh out of my W2 corporate job, I was excited and jubilant to create 
and design my future. At the same time, my business and life was filled with confusion, filled with fear, doubt, uncertainty, and to be honest with you, sometimes even sleepless nights and hopelessness, even while experiencing what many would have considered substantial success. Ultimately, I mustered up the courage to hire one of the world's top high-performance business coaches to work directly with me on creating strategies, systems, and profound shifts towards accelerating my multifaceted performance and to become an industry leader. After years of investing significant resources into myself and in my business through this process, I am now paying it forward as a high-performance coach to those who feel called to elevate to the extraordinary. Wherever you are right now, you know deep down that you have it within you to be great. If you're someone who's seriously looking to elevate your business, your real estate portfolio, your cash flow, your deal flow, your network, your net worth, your lifestyle, and ultimately your life right now and ongoing for the rest of your life, I have a message for you. Because if that's you, then I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I have limited coaching spots available to guide people like you who want to substantially close the gap from where you are to where you want to be. These are first come, first serve, and demand high-touch, one-to-one focus from me directly to you. And this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive, committed, and willing to do whatever it takes. It's only for those willing to play full out and invest time, energy, and resources into themselves to achieve greatness in real estate investing and beyond, which is what we're all about on this podcast. This is for those defiantly inspired for transforming as an empowered limitless and unstoppable human being in full control of their and their business's future. If that is you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com where you can apply for this life-changing opportunity. We will then schedule a discovery session where we will directly discuss what's working, not working, and how we can work together to accelerate your future. With that said, enjoy the rest of the show. So tell me about that. So obviously goals, and then I'm a big fan of vision boards as well. Uh, because for me, they plant in these images within my subconscious mind that somehow become so, right? They somehow become a reality. But w- tell me about your vision board and, and what is it that are, you're inspired about and, and how is it impactful for you? Let me give you an example rather than speaking on uh, what you're asking. Mm-hmm. How powerful, I just want to give you an example. How powerful is the vision board? Amazing. So I... I had no idea that there is a Tesla car. <laughs> My son saw a Tesla car somewhere and he said, dad, let's go and take a drive, a test drive. And uh, I said, no, I'm not taking a test drive because I have, I have driven SUV for a long time because my wife has a back problem. So she can't sit in the cars. And I said, when they come up with the, SUV, I'll be the first one. He called them and said, when are you coming with the SUV? And they said, shortly. And uh, he, he gave my name and number that call us when, when you have SUV. So they called me when they got an SUV in Indianapolis. And me, my son and my wife, we all went to Indianapolis to take a test drive. So we took a test drive with a video camera on the, uh, on the dashboard. So we had the all video and we took a bunch of pictures with it. And I stuck the, I, I printed those pictures and um, put them on. And I, 
after seeing it for several days, I'm not a very car fan. My son is, but I have always had a car for less than $30,000, but that made me buy that car. <laughs> so that, that is how powerful the vision is. So if you see those things and I, all our family, my daughter, my son, we all have a vision board. So we have a vision board on a desktop, on a, a phone, so that we keep looking at the vision board. And it's so powerful that it works. No, I love it so much. And, you know, one of the things that I find to be so fascinating about it is that, you know, 95% of our mind is subconscious, right? Yes. And when you plant the seeds within your subconscious mind, it is extremely powerful what can occur. And the reticular activating system finds things in your universe to make those dreams become a reality. So I think it's extremely important when you talk about goal setting, when you talk about, you know, developing a vision board, perhaps as a result of the goals that you're inspired to achieve. Um, so tell me about that. I mean, what's your goal setting process as we're kind of rounding the turn into the new year? You know, how do you approach goals and how every, do you seek inspiration there? Every December, I start writing my goals again. And again, I, I write them in Evernote. Then I have, a, I have a weekly calendar. I have a daily, I, I write journal. And also I have like five-year goals then I have a year goals. So every year in December, I sat down and, and start writing my goals for the next year. And then I follow them up on weekly basis. So I set goals and then I follow them on weekly basis. And even I, 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 don't, I, I write them on my journal almost every day, what I did today, what I should have done today. So how far I am from meeting my goal. And for the last several years, I have exceeded all my goals. That's amazing. And it's because you're surrounding yourself with great partners, I would imagine, in many different capacities. Um, and, and I just want to be remiss if I didn't ask you this, since you've had so much success in multifamily so quickly, and you've aligned yourself with strategic partners, co-GPs, co-general partners, and you know syndicating larger deals with other great partners... Could you give us a little bit of a look behind the curtain on how you approach strategic partnerships uh, from that perspective? Uh, a couple of things. First of all, I joined uh, Radcliffe's Mastermind, where I met 50 of them. And then I, so far, I have 12 passive investments. So I know that way as well. So I have done homework before investing. So I created a relationship with the, the great syndicators, great operators. So that's how I have built up a kind of a syndication empire. And then I pick and choose to partner with them. And I focused on raising capital and asset management. I didn't go do everything myself. So I decided, okay, I can't do everything myself. It's a teamwork. We have to have a team. We have to work with the team. And the beauty of this game is that you can partner one deal with Tyler. You can partner another deal with somebody else, third deal with somebody else. You're, we are partners on one. So, or we can come back and partner again. So this is the beauty of this uh, syndication process. So I, uh, I surrounded myself with these great peoples, the rock stars in this multifamily space. And uh, I focused on just capital raising and asset management. 
I'm not focusing on building relationship with the brokers, finding deals, sourcing deals. I, I'm not doing all of that. So I get on the deals once they have, I have a few operators that I like. Um, and uh, I always try keep looking for others as well. So uh, if I like the deal and I have operators in mind, so I jump on that deal and do what I have to do. Oh, that's great. And tell me about if you had, you know, two or three of your top uh, most important principles when it comes to raising capital and providing equity to opportunities. Is there anything that you'd point to specifically? Yes, I have a written criteria for that. And I have, as I talked about the questions, I have, I have those questions, list of questions that I ask uh, the operators uh, before. I don't, I don't have to go back and forth again for the same questions with the same operators. But first time, if I want to deal with somebody, I, I send, I ask them if you are okay with answering 50, uh, about 50 questions. So if they are not okay, I'm okay <laughs> where I am. I, I don't have to partner with them if they are okay with answering my questions. And uh, then I go from there. And of course I, I get 50 deals on my desk and I pick one or two. Yeah, I like no, to work good. with the operators who have a track record. And then I like to do deals in markets uh, where there's rent growth, job growth, and uh, population growth, and uh, crime going down. So I look, like to do uh, all that research on those properties as well. That's great. And I think the the big takeaway there is to develop a system. You know, for the listener, if you are looking to do something similar to what KK is doing, it's about developing a system so that you've got the same answers, you know, across all of the different opportunities and you can make decisions based on the criteria that you've set for it. So I think that's extremely powerful, KK. Thank you for that. Um, tell me about giving back. I know that that's something that's really important to you. How do you give back? And I know you've got a charity that that you support specifically as well. So talk about that. Well, we have actually our own charity. So we created this charity in 2009. Actually, legally, we did it about four years ago, but we were doing all this charity work through one of our corporations. So, and, and this is very interesting. If you have time, uh, it might take five minutes. <laughs> so the way we have structured that is every carton of cigarette that we sell at our gas stations, 10 cents goes to the charity. So that. that way, that way we get about 25 to 30,000 uh, in our charity every year. And then we actually, I am the one who is running the charity. So I select organizations based on what they do and we support them on monthly or quarterly basis financially. And the local charities that we are associated, we are associated with six charities and two of them are local, four of them are international. So and we the, have, the we charity have, is called SDBC charity or SDB? SDB charity.org is our website, but the name is Sarbat, the, it's a Punjabi word, Sarbat the Pala, well-being of everyone. Mm. That's beautiful. What it, that's what it means. That's beautiful. 
And so this is about purpose, right? I mean, this is one of the things that I believe it seems drives you most because obviously you enjoy the process. You love lifting other people up. You love the, the process of developing partnerships and, and giving people new opportunities. But is this another piece of your purpose that really drives you? Yes, it does. And uh, we adopted, uh, actually sponsored or adopted, you can call there, they're in South India through our local charity here. We adopted 15 kids in 2009. And uh, we keep switching when they grow up, when they're 18, they leave that shelter and they go and do, they, they have a skill, they have the education. So they go and work. So we have been doing that for the last uh, about 11 years now. That's awesome. We are paying for their shelter, food, and clothing. That's amazing. Is there anything that you would um, advise folks that are listening that, you know, they have a desire to contribute more, you know, if they wanted to set up their own charity, is there anything that you've learned that you would specifically suggest to folks uh, as they develop their purpose as well? Well, everybody has their own missions. So we have a mission to help uh, some unfortunate kids or peoples who cannot afford their food, health, or clothing. So that's what we have been doing. Some people like to do medicine. Some people like to do health or, or shelter, whatever. So, but if somebody needs a, any help with setting up a charity, I have done it myself. I didn't hire any attorney or anything, and uh, I can help them setting up a charity 503c where they can raise uh, up to $50,000 without um, involving an attorney or a CPA or any overhead expenses. So I have done that and I can help uh, them set up all that. That's awesome. And we we don't get paid, none of us get paid or anything from our charity and it's not for purpose of uh, tax saving or anything. It's just the main purpose is to help others. That's phenomenal. And uh, I would imagine that, you know, just being giving and generous also will, you know, create new opportunities from you on the other side of things on creating more opportunities in business as well. And not just what you create, uh, you know, 15 times, 10, 15 times. Tell me about that. Actually, what do you mean by that? So I, I believe I, strongly believe that if you give back, you get it, get back 10 or 15 times somehow. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's powerful. That's extremely powerful. KK, this is awesome. And I'm really enjoying our conversation. I want to transition into our rapid fire section. It's the rare air questionnaire. It's all about raising the bar. It's about being uncommon. It's about doing uncommon things for other people who are perhaps less fortunate. It's about giving opportunities to other people and it's about doing the right thing and, and allowing perhaps the universe to return to you 10 to 15 times uh, what you give in return. So we did already talk about, you know, three of the most impactful books that you've read. Is there anything else that you would point to? Are there any other books that have been extremely impactful for you? Yes, I have uh, one book, more, uh, more book to suggest if you are raising capital. Raising Capital by Matt Faircloth is really good to start. I, I get uh, these questions a lot from my listeners or people who schedule calls that everybody wants to be a GP, but they don't have an answer what will they bring to the table. So when I ask them, what would you bring to the table? 
they have no answer. They, they want to be GP. They have time. They'll do anything, but that's not the right answer. The answer, the correct answer is go learn the process and, and see what you love doing the most and then focus and focus on that, specialize in that field. So if you are raising capital, make sure to attend, uh, make sure to read this book. Then you would know what your requirements are before you decide. Everybody wants to raise capital, but there are some prerequisites for raising capital. No, that's great. And um, KK, what's the biggest way outside of what we've already talked about today that you elevate your life on a daily basis? Actually, uh, Tyler, I'm I'm about to retire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not much thinking of elevating my life, uh, but I, I almost retired uh, before even I started in uh, multi-family. I wanted to do more of the charity work that I have passion for, but um, I, I believe God didn't want that. They wanted me to do this before I could do that. And I still have that in my mind that I, I want to do a lot more for my charity, but we have built up a charity because when I built, when I started this charity, uh, even the IRS website says that 95% of them fail in the very first year which I didn't let fail, we have been improving. And uh, so I, I, the only why I have is not all about me. I have my son who is uh, in Cali School of Business. He loves doing this, and, but he has uh, one and a half more year to go. So I am basically trying to pave his way. He also works for a syndicator. Uh, in Indianapolis. So basically I am paving the way for him to be on the front sides and I, I will be on the back seat rather than being on the front seat. No, that's great. And, uh, you know, I would also just add to that, that even if you are considering retirement at some point in the near future, there are still ways to elevate your life. And I'm sure there's many ways that you still elevate your life. And it seems like you're in such a contribution phase of your life that that's not only elevating others, but that's elevating yourself. So I just think that uh, this has been an amazing conversation. And I'll take it a, a step further. Is there anything outside of contribution in terms of paving the way for your son or paving the way for many others to the charity that you elevate others around you? Well, I like to share my uh, knowledge. I, I, I don't want to take my knowledge with me. So I want, I want to share. And if you're any of your audience, listeners, uh, they like, like to um, brainstorm with me they can go to my calendar and book up and I am pretty free now. So I, I, they can book a call with me for a half an hour and uh, brainstorm and ask me questions, learn from me what I do. And uh, they're, they're welcome to do that. Oh, that's awesome. And um, I'm, I'm hoping that you'll follow up with me after the show so that we can put a link in our show notes about how folks can do that so they can schedule time to speak directly with you. So what a great offer. KK, what an amazing conversation, my friend. Is there anything else, any parting thoughts or words of wisdom that you share with Elevate Nation today? Uh, I want to say something to your listeners. Uh, so I, I get these calls a lot of times. 
uh, how to start in real estate, how to do this business, how to do that business. I, I love to share that as well. But I always want to say invest in yourself before you invest in any real estate at all. Absolutely. And uh, you're definitely, your, your words are ringing extremely true to Elevate Nation because it's all about that personal growth. It's all about investing in yourself and, and growing to the highest version of yourself before you do anything else, but continually doing that. It's a constant and never-ending improvement. And so thank you for those wise words of wisdom, KK. Uh, tell the listeners how they can learn more about you and uh, what you do. They can go to our uh, Facebook page and follow me at 10X Multifamily Investment Group, or they can go to Grow Rich Capital and schedule a call there as well. And uh, they can go to my calendar link, which you will be posting in your show notes. Um, and it's my, in my email, every email, they can reach out to me anyways. And I'm, I'm so easy to reach out to. Yes. And you're so easy to have a conversation with and so fun to have a conversation with. So uh, I encourage everyone to take KK up on his offer there on his invitation to speak with him directly. And I tell you what, it's been an absolute pleasure on my side. And uh, I just encourage the audience to re-listen to this show because there's a lot of wisdom here. There's a lot of, in, you know, insight and not just information. You know, what can you do to apply this immediately? It is about repetition because repetition is the mother of all skill, but it's also about sharing with other people. What can you do to share this episode with someone else? And what can you do to share your insights? What are your top three key distinctions that you're going to take massive action on immediately? Because information is not power. Knowledge is not power. But massive action is when you can turn that knowledge, that information into massive power and maybe think and grow rich capital is uh, your next step there. So uh, I just encourage you to do all of those things, take massive action. But uh, KK, until next time, I just really thank you for being on the show. Thank you very much, Tyler, for having me on your show, my friend. My pleasure and Elevate Nation. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.